You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Father Know Something. I know it seems like it's been forever since we got together. <laughs> for us, it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> But I'm excited because, yes, we are now doing the theme called In-laws. And I love them. I, I know. love those in-laws. I think we have done an in-law theme already, but I love in-law stories. It's a hard relationship to navigate, blending families and, you know, figuring out everyone's quirks and having to deal with passive aggressive comments and family members not liking one another and fights and there's just always I'm really glad I don't have these issues. So many dynamics. I mean, Justin Justin, I mean, is the closest thing that we are going to have to a new in-law. Yeah. Um and we get along great. You're easy though. You just you're oatmeal, you blend in. Water. I'm just fluid. I just yeah. I just Find the crack and just flow right into it. You're basically gaps and cracks. <laughs> gaps and cracks. From Home Depot, it expands and wherever you put it. That's a good thing. So uh, meet my dad, Ga gaps and cracks. No, I wouldn't introduce you like that. So anyways, what do you got for us? Because we're all excited. Yeah, well, let's let's jump in then. I'd like to tell you about our week, but uh, it's only been 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have much to catch up on. Oh, I, but I can fill it in. Uh, this week I traveled to... Oh, no. <laughs> Give them a recap. Give them a recap next time. Next, next time. time. You'll be recording in Minnesota likely next. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, the next one you'll see dad from Minnesota. Do you want to record an episode with the horses? I would love... I, I miss the horses. Let's put you on an FKS episode with the horses. Okay. That'd be fun. Okay. That's the plan. Okay. Okay. Whatever you whatever you tell me. I Remember, remember the rule? I... I show up. You're not going to show up anymore. You're going to start doing some work, but let's get into these. All right. Dig in. Number one. Number one. Hi, Jerry. Me and my husband's family have never gotten along. How do I move forward? We live three states away from my in-laws, which is a 14-hour drive. We only live two-ish hours from my parents. We also got married courthouse style and then had our family wedding on our one-year anniversary in the state we reside in. I thought we had a good relationship when I first met his parents. We talked on the phone previously a couple of times. That was when we were dating. The next trip, about a year later, we were married on paper and going down for a funeral. I wasn't exclusively invited by the family, but my husband wanted me there because I am his family and wife. We go and I'm working via computer basically the majority of the time. We stay in my grandfather-in-law's room because he didn't want to sleep in his bed without his late wife. Somehow, my grandfather-in-law went through my personal belongings and took some undergarments. 
I realized I was missing them and started looking throughout the room. I found them in the nightstand next to where we slept, which was in his room. When my husband told the family what happened, they insisted I made it up and brushed it under the rug after becoming furious with me. When we had our family wedding, we pushed the date back from July 2020 to March 2021 for the in-laws to be able to attend. When it was in February, their excuses were, one, COVID. They didn't have an issue with it before. Two, money. When they just bought a brand new rare model challenger and were bragging about being out of credit card debt. Three, traveling with four little girls. When they made the trip another time to see my husband before we had met. Another reason, I had kicked the best man and brother of my husband out of the wedding group chat when he decided to not tell us till beginning of March he couldn't attend and was purposefully not responding to any of the five updates slash questions I was sending out over five months. It wasn't some top secret chat and he wasn't responding anyways, so I had asked him to leave privately. To me, all these excuses were negated and useless. So my husband's family didn't attend the wedding at all. Roughly 60 to 70 of my family members and not a single one of his. I was livid. I sent a lengthy text to my father-in-law stating how hurt I was that none of the family showed up to support their son, my husband. No response. My husband got a call stating I wasn't allowed back in their house or around their four other children in the future. I offered to put them up in a lake condo for this past Thanksgiving or Christmas and they refused. I've put the ball in their court multiple times to be in our lives and they deny it. My husband will hardly talk to his family out of anger for how they have treated me. I'm heartbroken for how our relationship has been and my husband doesn't get to see them often. How do I change this or become okay with their actions? Ideal outcome, to act like a cordial family instead of two families pitted against each other. Something triggered these guys. Yeah, the grandpa stealing the underwear. Well, <laughs> that's what this all, you know. I mean, there's goofy shit that goes on with, with I, I don't understand why people do some of the things they do. I mean, my, my I have a friend, Leslie, she walked in on her boyfriend of two years and he had, had her, her panties and underwear on running around the house. Some people are experimenting. I mean, I think that's what happened with Chris Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Chris, like that would... That would happen. So I, I have no understanding of it. Some people are finding themselves. But, you know, does it happen? Yeah. So did yeah. grandpa go take her lot, did, t- took her panties and he played with them? Yeah. Grandpa's got a little, you know, something going on upstairs. Who knows? He missed his late wife, you know, he needs some comfort. But to not believe her and like to, 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 to bash her, say she's lying, it's like, what? So maybe at this point they're just now embarrassed and they don't want to be around her because of that. It's embarrassment. You know, how do you fix it? Can you come back from missing your son's wedding? Like, This is up to the son to go figure out with, with his family. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I would leave her out of it and let him go have a, have a sit down and say, guys, this is ridiculous. It was unheard of what you did. I mean, you guys unionized against us for my own wedding. So... I think this is really up to the husband, not her. I would agree with that. And I think maybe, you know, it takes a visit going there and having a family meeting with all of them. It is a 14-hour drive, which is quite the effort to do. 
But it really is going to take him sitting down and saying enough is enough. Like we need to move past this. Yeah, this this is, I think this is, if it's important to him, he's got to take the action. Mm -hmm. That's really where it is. Well, and it goes back to that family of origin. Like when things are really bad, you should be the one dealing with your family of origin, like each person in a relationship, because it's not necessarily your place. And they also, they very clearly don't like her. Mm, So it's not ever going to be received well coming from her. So it's a setup for destruction for her to go there. Yeah. So it's, this is again, all, all, all on your husband. So I would, let's, if it's not important to him, I wouldn't push him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gotta be enough for that. He says, you know, something, I'm going to do something about this right now. And he gets in his car or gets on a plane and flies there and does what he's got to do. I have a hard time when I know people don't like me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our writer might be one of those people. Like she tried to offer them a condo, lakeside condo to get them to come and visit. Do you have any advice for when people don't like you and how you just come to terms with that? You know, if you, if if you're in someone's home where they don't like you, why do you want to be there? But how do you come to terms with it and just like be okay with people not necessarily liking you? You have to like yourself. It's all about self-security. Not everyone's going to like us. I, there are people, Morgan, believe it or not, that don't like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. you got are, a big hate club. There, there are a few of them that out there just don't like me. I picked one up this morning. He don't like me. <laughs> Jerry Siegel fan club. <laughs> you know, there, there, there are those that, you know, it, it's, you, you just have to be comfortable in your own skin and realize that you can please some of the people all the time and all the people some of the time, but not all the people all the time. And it's just really, it's really right. Just be the best person you can be mm-hmm. and keep your integrity. And if, if, if they don't like you because you have your integrity, then screw them. It's, it's. Yeah. It's not worth it. I mean, you saw how much sleep I lost over today's little action. None. Because yeah, we need a nap. We haven't slept yet. Yeah. Uh, but no, it is it is tough to deal with, especially when it's your in-laws and you want to have a good relationship with, then it's your husband's family. Like that is really sad for him. But some of these people are, you know, I go into families and some of these people are just jacked in the head about about their offspring. They got this weird relationship and this weird expectation and it's control and they don't have the control and now they're mad about it. There's a lot of dynamic that goes on here that we may not be seeing. Now there are people that marry into very healthy families. Mm-hmm. And I think it is a dream when you, and, and, and you don't just marry the person, you do marry the family. Yeah. So recognize clearly what the relationships and that dynamic is. And if that relationship works for you, when you become this relationship, because if you're going to have an issue with these people before you get married, don't think that marriage is going to solve the problem. No. You know, you're going to have this thing until they get over it. I mean, the movie Monster-in-Law was a great movie. Oh, I love that one. You know, I mean, there are people out there that just can't let go and that they they definitely are about control. And if they see somebody else come into that person's life. And it, I'll give you a wonderful example. And this is not to, you know, to powder my own nose to, you know, to say or pat myself on the back. But when, you know, you and Justin 
have decisions to make. You may ask me a thought and I say, now it's up to you guys. Your guys are the guys, the ones going to live the experience. Yeah. I'll give you my idea, a thought. And that's if, healthy. Yeah. And, but I don't, I don't hold you guys hostage to my idea at all. You want to go out and do something different. Hey, I'm, that's fine. Because no, you, and that's very healthy, but it, that is. Yeah. So how for this guy, do you have any advice on like how he should initially approach his family? He's got to make the decision first. He wants, I, uh -huh. we, we, we're not hearing from him. We're hearing from his wife. That is true. We have no idea where he is. If he wants to, you know, do a write-in and we do a follow-up show with, with his write-in, I, I invite, I invite that. Yeah. I think it would be great, but he's got to really see that this is, you know, what does he want out of all this? Where is he? And that is true. That's very true. So um, we invite your husband to write in and be a part of this. Yeah. And I guess the only thing you can do is let him take initiative if he wants to. But otherwise it is just coming to terms with the fact like it might not be a good relationship. They might not ever like you. And I think like you said, having that self-assurance that, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. You got to, you got to be comfortable with, with, within yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can't worry what other people are saying. I mean, I, look, I grew up where I was abused as, as a kid by the, by the students in school because my dyslexia mm. and I had to learn to be really um, have good self. It took me a long time to get there because I was beaten up so bad as a, as a, as a, uh, as a student, but I got there and, yeah. so, and so can you, yeah. you know, you, you can get there too and just be comfortable with yourself and know what you're doing is right and hold, hold true to your integrity. Okay. Moving along. Okay. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Number two. I like how we did that. Hi, I'm going to jump right in. I've been with my now husband for over 10 years. We started dating when we were 20 and he is my soulmate. The issue is what happened with our relationship with his family after we got married. To start, they refused to help with any aspect of the wedding planning and even threatened to not come because of disagreements on religion in our ceremony. They do not practice any religion themselves. The rehearsal dinner was hell for me, following father-in-law's strict budget and numbers. When my husband and I arrived, he said he remembers his rehearsal and it made him not talk to his in-laws for seven years. Then, before walking down for the wedding, he turns to my mother and said, I guess we are really fucking doing this, proceeds to make his car alarm go off after being told to move his car while we do our exit. The topper that just killed us, they drove to our wedding and they had to drive through our hometown to get back to theirs. While my husband and I are on our honeymoon, we get a frantic phone call. They were at our home without us knowing or telling us that they were going to go there. P.S. We just bought our home and everyone in our family had seen it except them. Our house was a disaster due to packing for our wedding and not expecting guests. We had very personal dot 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 items out. Mm. Buzz, buzz, clothes everywhere. Anyways, I felt super violated. And all that said, to top it off, they chose to sleep in our bed, dirty sheets and all. 
we have a guest room. They got in by my neighbor having our garage door opener and me being too nice to not let them. Even though they had plenty of money to stay somewhere, they let their lab, who was just sprayed by a skunk, sleep on our guest room bed. Needless to say, I was livid. I went off. They did not like this, but I feel like they have not even accepted me as a part of their family. I have blocked the father-in-law on everything. My husband is so upset. We have tried to make amends by bringing Christmas dinner to them, buying everything, including booze. And at the end, we were called fake. Please help on how to navigate these people who I once very much loved. Well, the fact that she said she very much loved at one time, she had a relationship with these people that she can talk to them. Yeah, it you seemed like it. You don't love someone that you, know, that you never had a conversation with. So she's in a little different position than the last, the last party. Yeah. She had a relationship. She certainly, and now we're family. Okay, so let's just go with the fact that we're family. And hey, we are sometimes embarrassed what our family may see or not see. When I get to that position where, where we might be embarrassed about something, I just make light of it as a joke. You got to lighten up. You know, the fact they saw your buzz toys, oh, well. <laughs> so Why would they sleep in their bed? These people obviously have no, no class. Well, you know what I think it is? They don't have any boundaries. And you didn't set one for yourself. Boundaries? I, by, I You let them in. You could have said, hey, no, we're not home. We're not, we can't let you in, sorry. You didn't have to call the neighbor to open the garage door. You could have set the boundary. Yeah, I, I actually thought I heard that they went to the neighbor and found the garage door opener with the neighbor. I think she made the call to the neighbor. That's what I'm getting. We could be interpreting if, it. If she wrong. if she opened the door to Pandora's box, that that's all on her. If they broke in, I think it was she felt bad not letting them in. And me being too nice to not let them in. You own it. Well, but it's a lot though, right? It's this is like just the wedding. And so now they're still mad. But here's the thing that I'll I'll say and then I'm gonna let you just really take it away. But when you have moments in your life, like your wedding and your father-in-law's got his car parked up front, hey, we're not starting until you go move your car. Hey, we're not home. We're not letting you in. I got a question. Who in, if, if, if a father-in-law parks his car in front of a church, was it reserved for... It, who? I don't know. Maybe I mean, they were supposed to have a getaway car. May, maybe they still haven't... No one ever thought through the fact the guy's alarm was going to go off. Maybe he set it off on purpose. But either way, his car wasn't supposed to be there. We're not starting until you move your car. Hey, And that's where you say to your husband, go tell your dad to move his car. I don't care if you need to move it. Get this is why again wedding day of coordinator guys everyone needs one everyone but we're not starting until you move it mm -hmm. you like when it comes to healthy relationships with in-laws that also means boundaries mm -hmm. without re without boundaries relationships do not stay healthy I agree so with this one what do you think the best way to make amends is like there it sounds like she was giving us that context of like this all happened. We got mad because this happened. And because we got mad at them, they're now mad at us. Mm -hmm. And they're not accepting our our apology. So how do you patch things up and, you know, really make amends? 
Well, I do know one thing. Once once the first grandchild shows up, everything kind of heals. That's unfair to the child. But how do you get it before that? I mean, well, and yeah. And what if they choose not to have kids? Mm, then they may have a war forever. So how do you... <laughs> How do you initiate this here's in a healthy a, way? Here's a grandchild. Here's the peace pipe. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm, I'm being facetious. Yeah. I think the, you have to go and say, look, this was just an embarrassing situation for me. You know, please accept my humble apology and let's just go forward and be a family. Look, families bring all kinds of dynamics. Wedding days are very, very high high test everything stressful that, we we put everything into it can can we cut each other some slack and just move forward and they'll say yes or no and whatever they say say if you say yes i we can cut it i'm ready to go forward and and be a family and if you feel that you're not ready yet just tell me you're not ready yet and we'll leave you alone till you are mm -hmm. but we want to offer the olive branch yeah for sure well you can say too because the father-in-law did say, oh, my rehearsal dinner made me not talk to my in-laws for seven years. That's what the father-in-law said. Yeah, maybe he, maybe this is part of his programming. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it's some self-sabotage on their part. But you could include that and say, you know, I remember at our rehearsal dinner, you told me you didn't talk to your in-laws for seven years. And I don't want that to be how we operate. And you can include that in your, mm -hmm. you can. your little chat. This is... But since you opened the door, you won't you you have some ownership in this thing. Yeah. Healthy boundaries are good. It's okay to say no. We don't have to be people pleasers. And I'm saying that as much for me as for you guys listening. It's hard. It's hard wanting it's hard when you don't want to disappoint people. Look, and we, you all, we all have try our to houses. people please. And by the way, we all have our houses go upside down and we don't want people to see it right For now. For sure. Ours is fucking our, red. Our, ours with, with everything that's going on in our lives right now is literally a typhoon. And I, it's like I walk in there and I go, I can't. It's up to me to get this place clean. Yeah, you've gone off the deep end. We both are off the deep end, young lady. <laughs> no, my, my stuff got cleaned up a little bit. <laughs> I, I just left the house about two hours ago. I have. We are both. We both have have we, I don't have time and I'm depressed. It's hard to clean. <laughs> we both have a stake in this thing. And I'm not blaming you and I'm and I'm taking a lot of ownership here on me. It's just the time to go really do it. And the way of flushing it's so overwhelming with all our stuff. I know. You just want to throw it all away and start over. I I, I was actually telling <laughs> tell people I'm gonna get a a, a twenty a yard a twenty yard dumpster and I'm God. just dumping. I'm really jealous of the people that get to listen to our podcast and clean their houses. Mm -hmm. I met someone the other day. Their name is Carmen. And uh, they were telling me that they put it on to clean. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish. Maybe I just got to find one I like. Yeah, I'll get there. Okay. But yeah, keep us posted. I, I think this will get better. It sounds like everything was it's really good before. It's certainly in a good place to, to, to be able to get there. Pose it's the better last than the one. last one. Yeah. This, last one was, was not good. No, this has a little more hope. Okay, moving along. Yes, ma'am. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Okay, this next one. Should we tell my mother-in-law that we're expecting? Hi, Jerry, Justin, and Morgan. I love both shows and listen to them weekly. I'll try to make this short. Basically, I have a crazy mother-in-law. My boyfriend, 25, and I, 25, have been dating for three years. Two of those years, I haven't spoken to or seen my mother-in-law. This past year, my boyfriend hasn't either. We recently found out we were expecting. We are so excited and can't wait to be parents. The reason for our falling out with mother-in-law had a lot to do with boundaries and her control issues. My boyfriend was already nervous about telling his mom because she never has a good reaction for anything. I do want to mention we are very financially stable, we own a home, and we are 100% ready for children. My mother-in-law would have no reason to be upset other than the fact that she is just a negative human being. It was her birthday, and my boyfriend texted her a happy birthday wish, and her response was, quote, Thanks for the birthday wish, but don't bother. It's clear that you do not want a relationship with me, and I don't want one with you. Totally offside, and my boyfriend was really hurt by it. We truly feel we did nothing wrong. We just set boundaries, and she did not like them. Fast forward to now. I'm 12 weeks pregnant. We have told our friends and most of our family, but we are still thinking about how or whether we should tell his mother. He doesn't want her negative response, and he doesn't want a lecture. We feel that she decided she didn't want to be in our lives, and that's her loss. People who we don't have a relationship with don't need to hear about our exciting news. We already know she won't be involved in our life as a grandmother, so that makes this a bit easier. My question is, should we tell her or should we just let her find out through the grapevine? I know it seems wrong not to tell her, but we just don't want to deal with her negativity, and she decided she wanted nothing to do with us. Thanks in advance for your advice. I know you will help us make the best decision. Ideal outcome, we just want to keep our peace and do that in the best way possible. I'm contemplating. Mm, okay. I'm running the different scenarios through my head what to do. Mm. I mean, she was very clear. I don't need you. I don't want you. Yeah. She and said, fuck you and your birthday wish. So, I mean, then I said, okay, one of my scenarios in my brain, well, maybe you just send a picture of, of a stork dropping the baby. And by the way, you have a grandchild. I would just send uh, wait, a wait, pregnancy wait, announcement wait, postcard. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I go, then there, then you're going to get bitched at because you didn't give them preempt information. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think your pregnancy postcard is a wonderful concept to say, just letting you know that you're going to be a grandma. Yeah. Or you know, maybe not even a grandma. Just, just send the card. Just say, we're having, we're having a child. Well, that's common practice. A lot of people, when they get pregnant, they mm -hmm. do like pregnancy announcement photos mm -hmm. and they take pictures with the bump and do all this stuff and they send it out to people. So just do that. I would just say we're, we're announcing we're going to have a child and end, yeah. end of the story. We're, you're not, not that you're going to be a grandma, but we're having a child. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to technically hear any of the negativity. No. It's you're sending the postcard. You're not on a phone call with her. Mm -mm. You're not going to have any of her reaction. You're I, not going to know what she did or what wall she punched you have no idea yeah i'm okay with this concept i like the postcard i, I think too i definitely think you need to tell her because the best advice like i can give i think when you have people that 
try to find any reason to be mad at you, don't give them any reason. Don't give people reasons to not like mm-hmm. you, to play the victim, whatever that is. So it's like sending a little postcard. You go to Walmart, Simple. you get a print done for 25 cents. You mail it off. You win. I wouldn't even send a picture of her pregnant. I would just send the announcement that, you know, John, you know, Betty and John, we're planning, you know, we're, we're happy to announce we're going to have a child. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your little thing looks like. Yeah. Just mail. Yeah. Stamp. Simple. 30 cents. Clean and simple. Done. I think that'll be good. And congratulations. Yeah. You're in for a whole new chapter in your life, and I love it. Good chapters. Yeah, it's exciting. You're in a really good place. And I think that's like sometimes the hardest for people is when they are struggling financially and having a kid. It's a tough world we live in, especially right now. So it's nice to hear you're, you're set up and really excited. But okay, keep us posted how the postcard goes, right. if you do it. Yep. Okay, moving along. I'm with you. I'm still on the train. You're still on, chugging? I am. Okay, well, this is number four, I believe. Hi, everyone. Thanks in advance for all the advice about my crazy issue. I do want to apologize that this is long, but I want to give you a lot of background so you understand. My fiance, male 25, and I, female 24, have been together for five years engaged for three. The issue is with his only sibling, female 23. My fiance warned me in the beginning of our relationship that his sister was a very, quote, toxic, spoiled, mean girl. Things were fine with her for the first year. I tried my best to be friendly and nice with her, but she started showing this whole different side when her brother and I got engaged. A week after we got engaged, she proposed to her boyfriend of three months which made everyone ignore my fiancé and I's engagement. As wedding planning was happening, his sister made it into a competition, from hair to decorations to wedding venue. I showed her a wedding dress that I thought I would like. She went the next day and got it. She should have shown her a different wedding dress. (laughs) An ugly one. You know, that, that yellow one with that interesting brown sash. I stopped showing her anything to do with our wedding. Fast forward to his sister's wedding. A week before the wedding, I asked her if it would be okay if I dyed my hair purple. And she told me, it's your hair. Two hours later on Facebook, she posted a photo with the same purple dye job and cut. I immediately changed my hair. I never want to be that person to upscale the bride on her day. At her wedding, she said to me, quote, I'm glad you know your place and looked at my damaged hair. A month after her wedding, I got my hair fixed which meant purple roots leading into pink. Not even an hour posting a before and after photo on social media, she texted me a picture of her hair exactly like mine. I cried. I asked my fiance, why does she want to look like me? He has tried his best to talk to her and she always says, it's hair, I can do whatever I want. A month after that issue, my fiance joined his college bowling team. A day later, his sister joined a small bowling league and tried telling their whole family her bowling league was better than a college team. His sister ended up going to one of his games and screamed, quote, You suck. You need to hit the pins. You're wasting all of our time. I did my best to not say anything to her because I didn't want to start a fight at his game. After all of the things that have happened, I finally went to my mother-in-law and asked her why is her daughter being in a competition towards her brother? 
My mother-in-law said, well, she just loves her brother and wants to do everything he does. I'm really scared his sister is going to find a way to ruin or make our wedding day stressful. Who should talk to her? Should we even have her at our wedding? I do go to therapy. My therapist has told me to block her from all social media and keep her at a football field away. My parents are prepared to protect me on my wedding day, but they shouldn't have to do that. Ideal outcome to have a healthy relationship with his sister without being competitive. Additional info. She has stated multiple times, I love men with long hair and beards. I find it sexy while looking her brother in the eyes. Her brother had long hair and a beard. He immediately cut all of his hair off and keeps his face shaved around her now. How can you have a normal, healthy relationship with somebody that's not normal or healthy? I don't think you can. <laughs> so I, I, I really am impressed that you want to have a normal, healthy relationship, but you're not dealing with someone that's normal and healthy. So yeah. it's going to make it, it, it's, I don't know if it's possible for you to achieve that. So when it comes to your wedding, only from past behavior, she's going to be a problem. There's no doubt. Oh, she's going to be the one that shows up in a white dress. There, there. She will try she's, to. She's going to show up in the wedding dress. Oh, I could see her going into the room and stealing the dress and putting it on and trying to go stand up there next to her brother. So I love your idea of having the wedding coordinator to to deal with all this stuff. Everyone should have a wedding coordinator. Day of, you don't have to have a planner because I know those can get expensive, but find someone that's willing to work for you day of and maybe even security so you can say, hey, if someone becomes a problem, I'm going to point them out and you're going to take care of it. Right. So- you're 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 at, you're kind of like at a football game. There's the offensive team and the defensive team. Yeah, everyone's got their roles. You you definitely got to run a defensive play here because you know that they're gonna that 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 quarterback is gonna run that ball. She's gonna be doing something on the field. I mean, she's crazy, like, and not in a good way. Like, she literally who proposes to someone after three months? She was so threatened or jealous that her boy her brother boyfriend, brother, she wants it to be her boyfriend, that her brother got engaged, that she proposed to her boyfriend of only three months. She is all about the attention on her. Also, period. why the fuck did the dude say yes? This is all about someone that is starving for the attention. Yeah. So you're so only- Do you invite her to the wedding or would you kind of say no, just due to all of this? You, you can't because she is going to be a problem. There's no way she's going to contain herself. She can't help herself. What if they do choose to invite her? Then, and you point blank say that this, that we I want you to be very well aware. We don't want to have to have you removed, but everything that you have done has pointed the fact that you're going to up, try to upstage our wedding. This is not about you. And if you do any, if you make a hiccup wrong, Bruno and Dave are going to carry you out of here. Do you think this is a conversation the brother has by himself with her before the wedding? You know, I don't even know if the brother has to have the camera. I don't know if, if they both can't sit down with her and say it. Look, she has done this stuff clearly to both of them. They're, yeah, the hair stuff they, is insane. They, they are a family at this point in time. And she, this woman is starving for affection and she doesn't know how to release. And so the answer is maybe it's best that you don't come to the wedding. Yeah. If you if you don't feel you're going to be able to contain yourself, you can't be there. 
How do you handle parents that might have a negative reaction to their kids not getting along and one being excluded from the other's wedding? If mom and dad start guilt tripping yeah, them, what do you I do? I think you have to say, mom and dad, I love you guys, but this is real and we're not going to deal with it. What you dealt with in your in, within your boundaries is okay. This is our this is now a new this is you have you have your castle and now we're we have our principality. Mm -hmm. And this is the way we're gonna operate it. Yeah. And it's not against you. We love you. We want you to be able to enjoy it. And if you choose to come, great. And if you feel that uh, under the circumstances of what's going on with Iris, that's her name, whatever her name is, that I understand, but we're gonna have our wedding and we're gonna have a nice wedding. And we are not going to have anybody try to upstage it and cause a problem. Yeah. It won't be tolerated. And you say it's simply like that. Nice and easy, quiet demeanor, deliver the message. Again, what's the word? Elegantly. Mm. And no name calling, nothing that's a cheap shot. This is all fact. Yeah. And just say it's not going to be tolerated. We are making provisions to know that if there's going to be anyone that's not going to behave correctly, they will just be picked up by the arms and they are going to be escorted out. Yeah, that's a good a good way to put it. I will say it does sound like mom and maybe dad, but definitely mom based on her comment is a bit of an enabler. I mean, saying, oh, she just wants to do everything her brother does. Like, it seems like she's just got her head in the sand and yep. this is why maybe she is the spoiled, self-centered person. Well, yeah. So. And make it, look, this this woman that, that, the sister is a woman. She's got married. She went through all these life changes. She's her life experiences. She is fully fully aware mm -hmm. that when someone comes to you and says to you, dead 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 straight in the eye, anything that's not not appropriate, it will be dealt with. And, yeah, and just be prepared. I also think if there are interactions going forward, you also can stand up for yourself. Like, I think the comment. What do you mean by that? So the sister made a comment to our writer at her wedding and said, I'm glad you know your place. Yeah. She's, she's definitely, she's definitely trying to, to start a conflict. Yeah. And so I think when people like, you don't have to necessarily rock the boat, but you don't have to let people treat you like a doormat either and let people walk all over you. Like, no, she took she took the lady standard by walking away from it. Yeah, and I think that's good. But in future things, like it's okay to be like, "Hey, are you trying to be hurtful or helpful?" I heard that from a listener the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I love that." So if anyone is like ever making passive aggressive comments or mean things, you can straight up ask them, "Hey, are you trying to be hurtful or are you trying to be helpful right now?" You're talking about somebody that, that that is dealing with with normal faculties. This sister-in-law is not dealing this way. She has a whole different agenda. But if there's other people around, then it is going to make everyone be like, "Huh, I that would, was an inappropriate comment that she made. Was it hurtful or was it helpful?" I, I'm hmm. I'm not even going that far. I'm just saying to make it very clear if, if we have. We have Manny, Mo, and Jack standing over there. And if there's anything that's inappropriate by anybody, they're going to be removed. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, for sure. She she now knows what's going to happen if she misbehaves. And she may still misbehave because she wants the attention. Mm -hmm. Don't invite her. True. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think it's too big of a risk for me personally. I wouldn't be able to handle that anxiety. Yeah. I mean, waiting, waiting for her to do something all day. It's not worth it. So we all agree between you and I don't invite her. Yeah. I would love to see if anyone in the, you know, the listeners, if you guys have any advice for this one, because it is hard because how do you not invite someone to your wedding and then expect things to be good afterwards? Like it is hard, but looking at that ideal outcome again, to have a healthy relationship with his sister, you don't have one now. And I'm, I'm personally not sure if you ever will. So not, not for the short term. No. no so don't sacrifice your big day just to not rock the boat when, hey, the boat needs to be tipped over and give her a lifeboat and let her go her own way. Just this one, this is, I'm ready for the comments on this one. I think I'm ready. I'm ready for you guys. Okay. Okay. Last one. Okay. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, Justin, and Holly girl. First off, I love, love, love both podcasts. Monday and Thursdays are my favorite days of the week as I anticipate the new episodes. Let's dive in. I have written it in the past, but have not heard my OG post on either platform, which is totally okay. I know you have a lot of submissions. However, I'm writing in regarding the same issue, which now has a few updates. I tried to find the original post. I could not. It wasn't under the same email. So we're going to go with her recap she gives right now. Good. So to recap, I am a female married to a male, both in our late 20s with two kiddos, Jill, three and Jack, six months. Jack and Jill. When I originally wrote in, I believe Jack was about three months. I had just started back at work. To recap, I wrote in for advice on how to handle my current family situation and even more so how to talk to my husband about it. This was regarding how unsafe I felt with my mother-in-law watching my children. She had a pretty significant health problem in 2020, which has left her frail and on medication that causes some confusion. Some issues I stated in the original included her not feeding my three-month-old his entire bottle and telling me he ate great after directly asking her how many ounces the baby ate. I found out that she spilled half the bottle but was not forthcoming with that information, which resulted in a hungry, grouchy baby. Her telling me my three-year-old was scratching herself, followed by, quote, I hope she isn't being sexually abused, two different texting incidences where her responses did not follow the flow of the conversation as though she was very mentally altered and her allowing my three-year-old out of sight while outside at my house. Concerning because I have a large body of water in my backyard and I live in a very busy street where people drive 55 miles per hour or faster and she did not see the issue with not being able to locate my curious child. Wow. Since the original post, my husband and I have talked with his aunt, mother-in-law's sister, who agreed my mother-in-law was in no shape to watch our kids. Her exact words were, I love my sister, but I would never leave my children or grandchildren with her now. After talking with his aunt, my husband was on the same page as me. We felt uncomfortable with mother-in-law babysitting our kids. His aunt suggested to me that my husband talk to his mom about our decision, which brings me to my current problem. He has not had that conversation, and mother-in-law is realizing that she has not babysat the children in three months. Backstory? My parents have recently relocated near us, so we have been seeing them often, multiple times a week, and my mom is our go-to babysitter. 
Apparently, my mother-in-law commented to my husband that even though my parents are here now, she is still around and available to watch the kids when we need help. I encouraged my husband to talk to his mother and explain our thoughts, feelings, and concerns. He is unwilling to have that conversation and states it would break his mother's heart to know that we do not trust her with our kids. I told him I felt it was better to talk to her and explain our decision rather than her thinking we constantly choose my parents over her. He says he is not willing to have that hard conversation at this time. So my question is, do you agree it's better to talk it out with her rather than leaving her in the dark? How can I convince him that it's better to talk it out? Would it be wrong of me to take charge and have the conversation with my mother-in-law without my husband? Please help. Well, you can certainly ask your husband if you can have the conversation. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, honey, you don't want to have the conversation, but I really do believe that honesty is the best policy here. And if she understands, you know, what we've, what we've noticed, which is reality, that this is something that concerns us and this is why we're not having you watch it. Because we know that you can't be at two places at one time and these kids are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a little overwhelming for you at this point in time of your life. And she may say, bullshit. And you'll say, I understand it's bullshit or whatever it might be. She might take it well, but she also may say it, look, we're different people. So I, for, for, if you came to me and said that, dad, like I, you did a great job with me. Yeah. But, you know, you're not what you used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I would love for you to be able to do it, but it is, it's over, it's overwhelming. So if you want to take care of him with, you want to share the duty yeah. with, with Betty, I would love for you to be able to hang out with him with Betty and, and you guys can, you know, double team. That would be, maybe that's the answer where yeah. it's, it's not so painful where she doesn't feel that she's being cut out, but she's, you know, look, your grandfather, I wouldn't leave you alone with your grandfather. I had doubts of of you being abused, or and maybe he was would have been perfect. But I, there was an insecurity. There was something that there was a feather in my spine that said that your mom put there. Don't trust him, and so I didn't. Yeah. So you were never left alone, you know, with him. Mm-hmm. No, and I I just think kids are so fragile. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. There is a story that I've seen a lot recently where this woman's mother was watching her children mm-hmm. and the first child, there was a body of water by her house. The first child drowned. She got pregnant after this, forgave her mom, thought, you know, she's learned. She's not going to be so careless. I remember the story. Let her mom watch her second child. The mom left the baby in the hot car And that baby died too. Memory issues are not something to be messed with. Mm -hmm. And it is that serious. And maybe that's something you should show your husband and say, hey, this is the reality. And I think if you have a talk with the mother, her Mm mother-in-law, and let her really see some of this stuff, and maybe she recognizes that she'll admit that she may not be able to handle it all. It might go it might go over better, but honesty is really the best policy. I just think it's it's done well. Yeah, it's it's gonna do more damage to your relationship in the long run if you keep hiding and harboring mm-hmm. this. And I think all of you sitting down 
I don't think necessarily if he's not strong enough to do it by himself, maybe it is an all of you conversation, even though that is his mom. You know, it definitely is more so his place. But if he can't do it alone, all of you should. And you just sit down and say, hey, like, we know you're dealing with a lot health wise and we want to make sure you can focus on yourself. You know, there have been times where we've we've been concerned, especially when little Jill got outside and you weren't paying attention. We have a big pond. There actually was a case of a mother-in-law watching her grandchild and the baby drown. We don't want that to happen. We don't want to lose our baby and we don't want to have you have to live with the guilt of it. And and it's our job at this point in time to oversee that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if you improve health-wise and you feel more capable, we'd love to have you babysit again. But right now, it's just not safe for anyone, including you. Right. But I, but I, but maybe the option is that they she can share the duty and visit with them. Ha, invite her over more. Yeah. Invite her over and have a weekly family dinner and she gets to babysit while you're there. Like perfect. You guys are there. You can go, you know, read a book in the backyard or in your room while she's out in the living room playing with them. Like you're still there. Yeah, but don't turn your back on them. That's all. Yeah. When they're together, don't don't assume that she can manage this though because you you've obviously took this you're you're here where you are because yeah. she can't yeah absolutely very 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 fortunate that your parents moved closer and i i'm so happy about that there is a little additional info um i think the part of the reason why my husband does not want to have this talk is because he sees this as a temporary problem he told me tonight that he thinks once our kids are older and more self-sufficient we will be more comfortable with her watching them again and while this may be true, I'm not sure how I will feel once they reach that age. But regardless, the kids won't be self-sufficient for several more years. Are we just supposed to leave her in the dark for years? No. That seems cruel to me. Also, just so everyone knows, I don't have any problems with my in-laws seeing our kids. They're welcome to come to our house anytime to visit. I just won't leave my kids in their care. Father-in-law is also not a trusted caregiver for young children due to some medical issues as well. I look forward to all of your thoughts. Thank you. Have the conversation. Yeah. And honestly, self-sufficient to me is nine years old and older. Because let's say she's watching your three-year-old, leaves a three-year-old that's more self-sufficient, or even a five-year-old that's more self-sufficient. What if she left the five-year-old in the car and said, oh, I'll be right back. And the five-year-old's sitting there waiting for grandma and dies of heat stroke in Mm -hmm. the car. Yeah, we just... Is the five-year-old going to know, like, oh, my grandma's been yeah, gone for 30 minutes. Is, I'm hot. I should get out. No. You need to have a conversation. Your husband needs to get fucking down to earth reality. Right. And re- and relieve the mother-in-law of duty and of uh, some, some exposure. Well, and I don't know what health conditions she's dealing with, but usually memory decline when there's, you know, and I don't know, you know, what she's dealing with health-wise, but... She should address that with her doctor if she's having this much confusion with her medications. There could be something they could adjust. There could be something else they could try. You know, confusion like that is, it's serious. It's, right, but, but, but a child's life is too valuable to take a it's chance. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. We, we hear every, as you do these readings, you find that, you know, some of these these people that were once kids have interpreted something because of a circumstance or an instance, and it just takes an instant for something of like this to happen. Yeah. 
It definitely it does. It happens that fast. It's, well, yeah. Keep us posted on all of these. I especially want to know about the wedding and if you invite the the goofy sister. And if you if if you need a guard, you know, a big guy, I, I can certainly put on one of those body suits. Yeah, there you go. Carry her right out. See, this would be a wedding. I'll go. I'll go to this one. <laughs> I have a wedding next weekend. I'm like, oh, you, you get, you get. I have to find a dress. Morgan gets like a thousand invitations to wedding. I do get a lot there. of wedding invites from you guys, and I love seeing all your cute pics. It's very. I just sweet. haven't. I haven't really had time to travel. And by the way, you know this. Uh, I really do. I must say this. The PO box doesn't always get emptied timely. Yeah, we're a little slow with it. And. Um, so I went to the P.O. box the other day. Not that I was even going to go there, but I was found myself <laughs> you know, in the shopping center. I said, maybe I'll go check out the P.O. box. And I found a card from Father's Day. Oh. And I want to thank you so kindly for sending that. It was so wonderful. That's so fucking cute. And, and I was so moved. So thank you very much for the Father's Day card for Father's Day. Yeah. And you don't have to send us stuff that costs money. Like... You can literally make your own card and put a stamp on it if you want. Um, it just really brightens all of our days when we hear your kind words. I send a lot of the cards in the group chat so for everyone to read. And it nice. it's really nice. It's yeah, a, it, It's a little sugar for that sugar pile. Exactly. That's all I got, though. You have anything else to send people off with? I just want to say everyone should have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in. And... Uh, because I'm going to be traveling so much, Morgan's going to sneak in a couple more when we're back at the wedding in uh, Minnesota next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll see what guests we can. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting. Can I convince. I, I would probably say it's going to be an interesting show that we shoot there because we're going to drag some people in. Yeah, it'll be great. We're going to get some different personalities. So I love it. Okay, bye, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>